0: You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. I would like to echo the words that my wife has already offered of appreciation to Dr. Brown, to Asbury University, and to Majors Kane for their kind invitation to be with you here this morning. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. I want to begin this morning with a confession. When I first received the kind invitation to speak here today, I thought about various ways of approaching the message. I wanted to offer something that would be of particular use to you as students here at Asbury University. First I thought, I will encourage you to be learners to determine today that you will not allow your college experience or graduate school to be the end of your intellectual pursuits. After all, man can survive only a couple of moments without air, only a couple of days without water, only a couple of months without food, but man can go an entire lifetime without a single new thought. But if you live that way, your life will lose all relevance, And all power. So I thought I might speak about 2 Timothy, in which Paul advises his young mentee to bring him his cloak and to bring him the scrolls and books. Commenting on that passage, Charles Spurgeon once wrote Books? He wants books. He is inspired, and yet he wants books. He has seen the Lord, and yet he wants books. I thought we could talk about Plutarch's words, that the mind is a fire to be kindled and not a vessel to be filled. Or that we could reflect upon the implications of what the Lord said through Jeremiah and Ezekiel and John about absorbing his word when he said, Eat this book. But that wasn't quite right. Because I knew that although learning is is of critical importance, to offer such a message in this academic context might be perceived as simply redundant. Then I thought I could advise you to become leaders, to challenge you to go out into the world and to challenge the dismal standards of a world that is racked by deceit and dissipation and depravity. I thought I could advise you To be men and women of conviction who will lead Christ's church. That you could go out and share a gospel that offers solutions to people who have long ago given up the hope of finding one. But I decided against that one as well. Not because it isn't important to pursue spiritual leadership, but because the scripture speaks much more about following. That's when I came upon the passage that my wife read a few moments ago because I believe it encapsulates the most important message that you can have here at Asbury as you prepare yourselves for life and that is this, be losers. Determine today that you are willing To lose it all. Prepare yourselves to fail and to do so spectacularly. Determine today that you are willing to be mocked by those who cannot or will not accept the gospel of Christ. Determine today that you are willing to be laughed at, because that's precisely what this passage is advising us to do. It's asking you and me on a daily basis to take everything we are, everything that we hope to be, all of our education, all of our skills and our abilities, and every single morning put it on the altar for the use of God and be willing to suffer as a result of it. To be willing to endure, to be willing to persevere, to be willing to be understood, and spoken of as a loser. Now, let's pause here for a moment because that is an awful lot for the Scripture to ask. But this passage not only contains a challenge, it contains an implicit promise. It's a promise the truth of which my wife and I can personally testify to in our own lives. If you are willing today to put aside any dreams of greatness or worldly achievement, if you're willing to put everything you hope for, everyone you love, and everything that you have learned on the altar for the Lord to use, this this passage promises that God will use you. Because in putting everything on the altar, you have broken yourself for love. And that is precisely when God can use us. He is great at using broken things. It takes broken ground to produce a crop. It takes broken clouds to produce rain. It takes broken grain to produce bread. It takes broken bread to produce strength. It is the broken alabaster box that brings forth perfume. It is Peter, weeping bitterly, who comes back stronger than ever. Mother Teresa was once asked how she would measure the success of her ministry. She looked puzzled for a moment. And then she said, I don't think I recall our Lord ever speaking about success. I only recall him speaking about faithfulness in love. And I suppose that means that that's the only kind of success that really matters. Recently, I was interviewed for a podcast on leadership. The host of the podcast knew that the Salvation Army was the largest non-governmental provider of social services in this country. He was well aware of the fact that the Salvation Army has facilities and services in every zip code in America. He knew that last year the Salvation Army served more than 30 million people and that this year as a result of the pandemic, that figure will be dwarfed. So he said to me, he put to me, I should say, a question with great confidence. He said, Commissioner, in order to do all of these things for the Salvation Army you must be looking for the best and brightest in the country. Tell me, what is the value proposition for someone that would like to become a Salvation Army officer? And I had to say to him, well, there is none. But I wouldn't do anything else with my life." When God calls you to serve Him, He guarantees nothing in terms of this world, but He does guarantee you His presence, and His strength, and He offers you the fulfillment of a life that you could not plan or imagine on your own, as much time and effort as you might give to that. God has amazing things in store for those who will surrender themselves to him. Now I want to make an appeal to you this morning. The world needs losers. The church needs losers. For that matter the Salvation Army needs losers. We need them because Losers are the ones who will make the difference. Sometimes we think we need clever, skilled people, when what we really need are people who are ready to bleed and suffer and die in a passion to save souls and to grow saints and to serve suffering humanity. That's what we need. And that's what you can be if you decide to do so. Because whatever it is that the Lord has called you to is what is best for your life. It's not about finding your passion. It's not about abilities and their development. In the final analysis, it's about saying, Lord, what you have in mind is what I want to do. That is the promise of this passage and of a relationship with Jesus Christ. I can't help but think as I look around this room and as I consider the individuals who are watching us online that you have so many opportunities in front of you so many options so many choices in every single one ask the Lord if that is what he would have you do. And he will make his way for you clear. You will of course be understood by the world as a loser and they will often not mean that in spiritual terms. It might be as a result of the media. It might be as a result of government officials, it might be political pundits, but don't worry about it for an instant. Those whose opinions were a misjudgment of Christ have disappeared from history, and whatever criticism that you might endure as his disciples will pass away just as easily. And what will remain is a life that has made a difference. I often like to refer to George Liddell in this context. Because today, in this chapel, or wherever you are on this campus, you have a choice to make. An offer has been made. An offer that involves difficulty, problems that will outstrip all you, what you believe to be the available answers, but an offer to do something that changes the world. And that is who the people of God are. Liddell said this, Give me a man of God, just one, whose faith is master of his mind, and I will right all wrongs and bless the name of all mankind. Give me a woman of God, just one, whose tongue is touched by heaven's fire and I will flame the darkest hearts with high resolve and clean desire. Give me a man or woman of God, just one, true to the vision that they see, and I will build your broken shrines and bring the nations to their knees." Whatever the future holds for you, do what God calls you to do. Let them say what they will about who you are, the gospel that you proclaim, or the Lord that you follow. It won't matter in the end. In the end, if you remain true to him, they will say, that by virtue of the unheralded and sacrificial love that you lavished on the world around you, you made a difference, not only for those with whom you had contact, but in the world at large itself. They will say that because of you, someone else found cleansing in the blood of Christ, and that when the Holy Spirit set their souls alight, It was as if a small portion of humanity had discovered fire for the second time. We have in the Salvation Army Songbook a verse that says this. Accept what thou knowest, Lord, and all that thou canst read. Master, thou knowest, I love thee indeed. Ask what thou wilt, my life to give, for I will give all the dearest and best. In a few moments, the ensemble is going to play I Surrender All. It's a chorus that is familiar to all of us, a song, a hymn that is familiar to all of us. And as it does so, I want to challenge you to a moment of introspection and perhaps even calling. I want to make available to those who are here in the chapel this morning, the mercy seat. For God may be moving in your heart, and he may be calling you to things that you have resisted. He may be calling you to work or to enterprises that you feared. But today, the Lord offers through His Word the opportunity not only to meet those challenges, but to overcome them for His glory. You may wish to come, and in a public act, to demonstrate your willingness to surrender to God. But if you're not here with us, I invite you where you are to kneel at your bed or by your desk and to re-consecrate yourself to the Lord who saved you. You know I surrender all. Join in singing and respond as the Lord moves you to do so this morning. Heavenly Father, we surrender all that we are this day to you, knowing that you love us and care for us, that you will watch over, preserve, and guide us. Father, I pray for each student of Asbury University. I pray for each one of them, that you will guide and direct them, that in their moments of disappointment or challenge, that your presence would be felt in their hearts. I pray that in their moments of joy, that they will give all the honor and glory to thee. And I pray that you will move them, to serve you fully and wholeheartedly in whatever they believe you have called them to do. Father, bless this place. Bless its faculty. Bless its students. And bless, Father, its ministry. For we ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you.